Hello and welcome to Hub City Now. I'm your host, Tyrone Tony Reed Jr. We have another great show for you. We got some great guests today who are here to talk to us about the Circles of Hope Telethon. Is that correct? It is. Good morning and (laughs) thank you for having us. All right. So I have with me today uh, Tanya Moore with Commercial Bank and Trust and Trey Cleek, who is Madison County County Commissioner. Madison County Commissioner. I don't know why I said county twice. But um, we are happy to have them here with us today to talk about the telethon. Tell us um, who you are and how you got involved with the telethon. Well, um, so this is this is a generational thing. Uh, my my family's been involved with the uh, with the telethon way back when. Okay, my renewed uh, involvement in uh, helping the center is due to my membership in the Exchange Club. Mm-hmm. I'm the president of the Jackson Exchange Club this year. Okay, and congratulations! Thank you, I appreciate <laughs> it. And it's actually the Exchange Club Carl Perkins Center for the Prevention of Child Abuse. The club was instrumental in helping the center get founded. Okay, forty how, how many years ago, Tanya? Uh, in 1979, actually, the Exchange Club uh, Carl Perkins Center for the Prevention of Child Abuse became a dream of the Jackson Exchange Club after child abuse prevention was selected as the National Exchange Club's main project. And a lot of people have often asked, how did Carl Perkins get involved? Mm -hmm. Well, Carl was actually looking at a newspaper one morning, and he saw a child who had died in West Tennessee. And that child looked like one of his children, and it broke his heart. And he reached out, got in connection with us, and he's helped us you know, tremendously uh, and left such a legacy for the Carl Perkins Center. But that's really how we all began, and that was back in 1979. Wow, that's amazing. So, Tanya, tell us how you got involved with the Carl Perkins um, Center. Well, I have been involved with the board for the center uh, over 15 years, and I've been in Exchange Club for over 15 years. Um, So for me, it was everything that we stood for was missions that I wanted to be a part of. Mm I've always said that our social workers are angels among us. I could not do what they do day in and day out, but I can work behind the scenes and I can help to make awareness, raise dollars to support all the wonderful causes of the center. Mm-hmm. Um, Exchange Club is near and dear to my heart. I've served as the state president. I'm very involved on the national level. Uh, and Trey is a wonderful president for us this year for the Jackson Exchange Club. And I see him doing great things, not only locally, but statewide and nationally as well. Uh, so it, it's just, um, you know, we all have um, somewhere that we want to make a difference. We want to pay mm-hmm. it forward. And for me, it's always been um, with the Exchange Club and the Carl Perkins Center. How, how far is the center's reach in, in West Tennessee? We actually serve over 20 counties. We okay. serve all of West Tennessee. So basically every every county outside of Shelby. Okay. And Shelby has their own center. Okay. Um just just to expand on that, you know, going into these counties, we served almost 4,000 children wow. last year. So that's a, a more specific number in a reach. And mm-hmm. then we served uh, not quite 7,000 total individuals. And some people need to know that we, we also serve as family members. Okay. So, you know, it, that's a broad impact to, right. to have 4,000 uh, we work closely. The, the 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 folks that work for the center, our 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 uh, staff, they they work closely with several different organizations. They help with law enforcement and folks at the state with Department of Child Services. They conducted over a thousand forensic interviews mm-hmm. last year mm-hmm. as well. So when you talk about the reach of the of the center, and it's always expanding. There's always a need. There's always some other uh, some other program or process that that we're trying to pick up or 
thinking about picking up to expand the services we're offering in West Tennessee. Mm-hmm. I, I usually ask organizations, how did the pandemic affect them? Because I know it's part, part of your job is actively going out and, and doing these interviews. Uh, how, how were you all able to adjust for the pandemic? Well, you know, that was a scary time for us at the center, not only uh, for fundraising dollars, because that's how we were able to do the programs right. and to reach out and do any outreach that we do. But more than that, you have to remember the children were at home. They were being homeschooled. Mm-hmm. So not only did you have the stress of a parent trying to do that, mm-hmm. uh, there was no teachers or educators to maybe turn in a case of child abuse that they could have witnessed. So that was an extremely scary time. We were very blessed. We did survive. We made through the pandemic. Uh, but we wonder how many children got left behind during that just because of the awareness. Right, right, right. Um, so let's talk about um, um, the, the services that you all provide. T- tell us a little bit more about what you all actually do. They work with the children when they've been abused. They get them connected to the resources that they need to help them heal and hopefully uh, become productive citizens. It's a cycle, and we, we know that all too well. So we try to break that cycle. So many times, not only was that child abused, but the parent had been abused, and it, it carries on. So we work very hard um, to try to break that cycle. Mm-hmm. It, it really it really is. It's, it can be generational, uh, you know. Uh, 30% of uh, abused children will end up abusing their own children. Mm. And so, you know, breaking the cycle with prevention is the best strategy. Right, right. So th- does that entail, like, therapy for the child and the parents? How, how does How does that work? Absolutely. They work with not only the child, but the family, because when the child's affected, you can only imagine how many family members are suffering mm-hmm. because of that as well. So absolutely, they work very hard to make sure that the child can be raised in a safe, loving and healthy environment going forward. And uh, sometimes it is just education and teaching how parenting skills, believe it or not, you can we all get stressed. And it's just remembering count to 20, walk away. Right. It, there's just a lot of uh, things that they can that they can bring in and teach that maybe they were never taught. Mm-hmm. Um, some numbers that will just really break your heart. On an average, there are five children lost every day to child abuse and neglect, and that shouldn't shouldn't be. So right. I will continue to work as hard as I can to break that cycle. Uh, sadly, uh, just in Tennessee alone, as Trey said earlier, um, $4,000, well, not just Tennessee, but just West Tennessee, the area that we service, there was almost 4,000 children serviced. And in the last 12 months, um, it, it, the numbers are just, it's just Heartbreaking. 70% of child abuse also is for children under the age of three. Now, I can't even get my mind around that. And 90% of those victims are abused by one parent. And that's heartbreaking. Mm -hmm. Um, Before we we go on, uh, if there's somebody who needs to report child abuse, what should they do? How how should they go about it? Do they contact the center directly? Do they call the police? How how does a, a... Let's say a family member, a neighbor, or a teacher that notices what's going on. 
Good make question. Absolutely. You can always reach out to your local police department. But in addition, you can, uh, we have a website. It's the CarlPerkinsCenter.org. Or you can call the center directly at 668 4000. Uh, but absolutely, they work hand in hand. Uh, there would be an investigator with the police department that would work with our social workers mm-hmm. so they can reach out to either. Either or, or okay. do both, okay. uh, just to make sure that there's no ch- child left behind. All right. So let, let, let's talk about the Circles of Hope Telethon. Um, tell us what that's about and, and how does that work? And so, when, when does it start? <laughs> so, okay, well, it's the 39th okay. annual Telethon. Okay. Uh, we've been doing this for a while now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm 40, so that's I'm one year. Sh- it started when I was one, and that's been every year since. <laughs> I'm not telling my age. Okay. Uh, uh, it, and it's it, it's essentially um, a concert. We're okay. going to have a phenomenal lineup that we're not quite ready to share just yet. Okay. Uh, it will be closed out. Who is our closing act? We always have the Paula Bridges Band to close us out, and we will be closing out to Blue Suede Shoes in honor of Carl Perkins. Okay. So we do. We have a wonderful lineup of music all during the day. But it's uh, it's it's Sunday, August twenty first. Starting at one p.m. and going until six, and uh, during that during that live telethon that'll be on WBBJ and also we'll be streaming it on Facebook and on our website. Uh, we'll have some we'll have some information, some informative programming uh, in there as well, talking about some of the things that me and Tanya have touched on just in the last few minutes. You know how how the center impacts West Tennessee and the kids in our region and and our programs in our goals and strategies and, and things like that right and we'll ha- we'll have some some pretty heart-wrenching interviews with folks that have survived mm-hmm. and are now on our end of it you know helping the center that helped them uh you know prevent it from ever happening again uh you we we go the generational thing i mentioned earlier goes both ways you know so the pe- children that were abused are prone to abusing their own children but also if we were helped some of those kids when they were kids, right. they want to come. They've broken the cycle, and they want to come back and help us get even stronger and prevent more. So they're going to be there, and we'll hear some testimonials and stories like that. Right. But it's going to be a great concert series. Uh, live music is always the best music, I think. Right, right. Go, go ahead, uh, Tanya. It is located at the Civic Center, so if you would like to come out and watch it live, we will have some seating there in the auditorium. Kind of cool to see a live TV production going on as well. Right. So uh, many ways that you can see us, as Trey mentioned, uh, we will stream it on our Facebook page and our website as well, which is the thecrawlparkinscenter.org. Uh, pre-funding is so important to the success of the telethon. So if you would like to go ahead and make that donation now, you can do that a couple of ways. You can reach out online, www.coralparkinscenter.org. You can call 731-668-4000 and make that donation. During the telefo- uh, telethon, we'll have live uh, operators, phone operators, with a separate number that will be streaming across the TV at that time. And that'll be another way that you can donate the day of the telethon. But the pre-funding dollars are so important. And everything is in, all those dollars are put into West Tennessee. So we hope that you will support, um, not only with your money, but your time and energies. If there's ever anything you want to do to volunteer, reach out. Uh, Pam Nash does a wonderful job. She's been our CEO, and we've been so blessed to have her as mm-hmm. long as we have. Uh, reach out to her, and she will plug you in. Okay. Is there a specific goal that you all are trying to reach or 
Well, well, you know, we had a we had a record breaking year last year where we raised over a million dollars, and and we would like to uh, keep we, that going. We'd like to we, we'd like to break that goal, right? And and fundraising this this fundraiser is obviously the biggest one that the center does every year, but fundraising is so important because, uh, like Tanya said, there were over seventy two thousand cases of reported child abuse in Tennessee last year, mm-hmm. and it's important for people to know that. We're trying to work with the ones in West Tennessee, but our services are offered to to the to those kids for free. Right. So right. fundraising is really where we need to. Uh, well, this is how we can best help the staff at the center is by doing our best to raise money so they can operate, and these families don't have to pay a thing. You know, these these kids are being treated for free by the center. Right. Right. You know, we've said this many times, but abuse may be brief, but the trauma lasts a lifetime. Mm -hmm. So we are here to make an impact on the lives of children that cannot be erased. It is all about the children. If we can save one child, then wonderful. But our goal is to save many, many more Mm -hmm. and to break that cycle of abuse so they do not carry that on as an adult. Right. Besides the telethon, how what other things does the center need um, outside of dollars? How can how can people if they if they're interested in getting involved? How, what can they do? We always need donations of um, at Christmas time. Okay. So we do. We have some uh, programs that we offer, and we go in and we take care of any uh, needs that the families might need at Christmas. There are so many places to plug in, um, and there again, if you have it in your heart and you've got the time and the energy to do it, reach out to Pam Nash, uh, our CEO, and that number is 731-668-4000. There are so many volunteer programs out there, and she would love to sit down and talk with you and see where we could plug you in. Anything else you all would like to share with our, our listeners? We just appreciate you having us, and we appreciate the community. We could not do what we've done without the support of the community over the years. Um, it, it takes us all, and thank you for having us. Oh, my pleasure. You all are always welcome back whenever you all want to be, be on the show. Just let me know. Great. I hope to see you on Sunday at the Telethon. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much. Uh, and g- give us the information for the Telethon one more time in your website and how people can tune in. Absolutely. August 21st, 1 to 6 at the Civic Center. And you can call 668-4000 now and make a pre-funding donation. Or you can call, you can use our website, carlparkinscenter.org. And I would remind you that this is 20 counties in West Tennessee, and that's how we're able to raise a million dollars. So each of those counties work very hard for pre-funding and donations the day of the telethon as well. We actually have a center in all of those counties. So we are servicing all of West Tennessee outside of Shelby. Thank you all so much for joining us, um, and we, we really appreciate you all. Please uh, tune in to Circle, the 39th annual Circles of Hope Telethon, Sunday, August 21st from 1 p.m. to 6 p.m., or you can go see it live at 400 South Highland Avenue in Jackson, Tennessee at the Civic Center. Thank you all so much again. Don't touch that dial. There is more show to come. We are going to do our news segment, which we haven't done in a while, but we have several stories to share with you, important news um, developments that have happened in the in this week. The U.S. Marshals Service announced Wednesday that they captured a first-degree murder suspect. It says Tuesday, August 2nd, the U.S. Marshals Two Rivers Violent Fugitive Task Force captured Christopher Hines, 19, 
who was indicted on a first-degree murder charge for an April homicide homicide in Jackson. Saturday, April 9, 2022, the Jackson Police Department responded to a shooting in the area of East Dedrick Street near Hayes Avenue. Officers found the victim, Charles Tyus Jr., 19, with multiple gunshot wounds. He was pronounced dead. The investigation by the Jackson Police Department determined that Christopher Hines was responsible for this crime. The case was presented to the Madison County Grand Jury, who returned an indictment for first-degree murder. The U.S. Marshals were asked to assist in locating and apprehending Hines, and they arrested him at a residence in the 100 block of Taylor Street in Jackson, Tennessee, where he, he was then transported to the Madison County Jail. So we give congratulations to the U.S. Marshals and the Jackson Police Department on apprehending somebody in this murder case, which happened in April. I know the family is probably relieved to have somebody in custody that took their loved one. So please be praying for that family, be praying for justice, that justice is served, and that we can cut this violence out, that we can find better solutions to air our grievances, that we will stop and just think about what we're doing before we pull a trigger or pull out a knife or or do any kind of crime or violence towards somebody else. Good news time. Good news. The Jackson Arts Council is launching the Jackson Art Box. Art Box donations are matched for the month of August. The Jackson Arts Council launches the Jackson Art Box project for 2022-2023 academic year. The Jackson Art Box project will provide students in the Jackson Madison County school system with boxes of free art supplies to use as tools for creativity and expression. They will be used by school counselors to help students process emotions through art. For a limited time, the Leaders Education Foundation, which is a nonprofit 501c3 organization, is launching a matching campaign to help fund the boxes for the local school system. Starting Monday, well, it started on starting on Monday, which was August 1st, any donations earmarked for the art boxes will be matched dollar for dollar up to $7,000 as donations will be doubled through September 15th. Jackson art boxes will be given to the Jackson Madison County School System school counselors who will also receive professional development training and art activities to encourage student creativity and expression in safe spaces. Students will then be able to take home their art box to continue making art. Each art box costs an average of $15. So help support the Jackson Art Box Project while your donations will be matched by giving at 731ARTS.com forward slash Jackson hyphen art hyphen box. I'm going to give you that web address again. 731ARTS.com forward slash J-A-C-K-S-O-N hyphen A-R-T hyphen B-O-X. We, we love the Jackson Art Box, said Leaders Education Foundation President Lee Ann Bentley. This program supports our mission to help Gil Ford Projects that assist the schools in the success of children is a program we are proud to support. The Jackson Arts Council created the Jackson Art Box Project 
in partnership with Leaders Education Foundation, Jackson Rotary Club, the West Tennessee Healthcare Foundation, Leadership Jackson, B3 Creative, Creative Agency, and other gracious community members. And it says, we are grateful for our community partners who value providing art success to students, said Liz Emmons, Executive Director of Jackson Arts Council. With their support, we will provide 500 art supply boxes to our public schools this year. For more information on the Arts Council and the Arts Box Project, please visit 731arts.com forward slash Jackson hyphen art hyphen box. So make sure to support that. That's Jackson Art Box through September 15th. The Leaders Education Foundation will match all Jackson Art Box donations up to $7,000. So thank you to everybody who's involved in that, who's working on that project. We really appreciate that. We also want to let you all know about the Jackson Arts Council Awards. The Jackson Arts Council announced awards for Jackson Art Council grants and national endowments for the Arts American Rescue Plan subgrants. Citizens panels reviewed and rated grant applications based on several criteria and met with the organization representatives and local artists applying for the open grant opportunities. JAC grants totaling $15,000 have been awarded to nonprofit organizations and educational institutions in Madison County for quality art projects. JAC grant recipients this year include International Food and Art Festival, Jackson Madison County School System, Ballet Arts Inc. of Jackson, Jackson Symphony Association, the Jackson Theater Guild Inc., Jackson Art Music Society, Jackson Area Community Band, and Lane College. The Jackson Arts Council has been awarded $150,000 for the National Endowment for the Arts of American Rescue Plan funds to support organizations and jobs in the arts sector that have been impacted by the coronavirus pandemic. Nonprofit organizations, units of sale, units of state or local government, institutions of higher education, federally recognized Indian tribal governments, and individual artists were eligible to apply for subgrant funds with the Southwest District of Tennessee, including Chester, Decatur, Hardiman, Hardin, Haywood, Henderson, Madison, and McNary counties. Organization subrecipients include Jackson Symphony Association, the NAD, Ballet Arts Inc. of Jackson, Arts in McNary, International Food and Arts Festival, City of Parsons, Our Jackson Home, Jackson Theater Guild Inc., Jackson Madison County Library. Individual artist subrecipients include Samantha Woods, Jackson, Tennessee, Lee Benson, Jackson, Tennessee, Hugh Pugh, Parsons, Tennessee. The Jackson Arts Council will host an awards reception for National Endowment for the Arts American Rescue Plan subrecipients on August 11th, 2022 at 5.30 p.m. at the NED. NEAARP funds are not used to support the awards reception. The Jackson Arts Council will also facilitate the distribution of arts build community grants through the Tennessee Arts Commission this year distributing an additional $15,461 for arts projects in the Southwest District of Tennessee. So congratulations to all the organizations that received grants and all the individuals who received grants to continue the endeavors that they do. We really appreciate that. And last but not least, we need your help. 
The Lifeline Blood Services Community Blood Drives are going on this month. And this is what Lifeline Blood Services wants you to know. Lifeline Blood Services is critically low and are in need of the following blood types. O positive, O negative, A negative, and B negative. Again, those blood types are O positive, O negative, A negative, and B negative. Lifeline's next theme blood drive is Thursday, August 18th from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. at Lifeline in Jackson, Tennessee, and Dyersburg will have theirs in September. Lifeline's fourth annual car giveaway is still going on. Folks still have an opportunity to give blood at either one of their centers or mobiles, mobiles to enter to win the 2019 Ford Echo Sport generously donated by Joe Mahan Ford. Contest ends on Labor Day and a winner to be drawn soon after. So here are the community blood drives that are going on this week. On uh, August 8th from 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. at E.W. James and Sons in Martin. August 8th, 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. at the Selma Courthouse. August 8th from 12.30 p.m. to 5.30 p.m. at Food Right on East Chester. August 9th, 12 p.m. to 4.30 p.m. at the Madison County at Madison County City Hall. August 10th, 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. at First Baptist Church in Somerville. 1 p.m. to 6 p.m. August 11th at Food Right Newburn. August 11th, 1 p.m. to 6 p.m. Piggly Wiggly in Adamsville. August 12th from 1 p.m. to 6 p.m. at Walmart Supercenter Bolivar. August 12th from 12 p.m. to 4.30 p.m. at Simmons Bank in Kenton. And August 12th from 12.30 p.m. to 5.30 p.m. at Food Right in Tiptonville. So if you can give blood, please do so at these blood drives. You can, If you didn't catch all of those, you can replay this episode when it's released in just a little bit. Or you can go to Radio731.com and pull up our article about the blood drives for this month of August. Again, Lifeline Blood Services is critically low and are in need of the following blood types. O positive, O negative, A negative, and B negative. That's O positive, O negative, A negative, and B negative. So be sure if you can go out and give blood, please do so. We really appreciate all that you all do. We appreciate our sponsors, Baskerville Funeral Home and R&R Custom Mills and Tires Express. Thank you all so much for tuning in and for listening each and every week. I really appreciate it. If you enjoyed this show, please share it with others. And if you have, uh, if you're an organization leader who would like to be on the show to talk about your organization and how you help people in the community, please get in touch with us. You can go to our Hub City Now Facebook page, or you can contact us by calling the radio station or going to Radio 731 to find out more information or going to Jam and Jackson's Facebook page. But please contact us and let us know what we can do, what we can, what information we can share. If you have an event coming up, please let us know so we can share that information to help better the community. Also, if you're looking for a good book, novel series about superheroes, about people making differences in their community, please check out Solad. That's S-O-L-A-D. Soldiers of Light Against Darkness. You can find out more information about the book series that I'm working on. 
It is www.TyroneTonyReedJr.com. That's T-Y-R-O-N-E-T-O-N-Y-R-E-E-D-J-R.com. So please check that out. You can order books directly from that website. And if you do, you you can get a free Solat gift. And you can get shipping. Uh, you can get the book shipped straight from the author with an autograph made out to you. So thank you all so much for tuning in. I hope you all have a wonderful and blessed week. Continue to take care of one another. Tune in next week when we have great more great guests. Take care of one another. Watch out for one another. God bless.